0: Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Tax Move with Glenn Burnbaum. Glenn, a hey, uh, before we got started here, we were talking about some various uh, entities that you could be. What, what entity would work best for what you uh, yep. what your situation was? So, why don't you break yep. that down for us, real quick.
1: Yeah, and some of this has changed, and so you know, with tax reform. But um, but we wanted to kind of keep it keep it pretty simple today. But you know, a lot of times you you're either a corporation. Or if you're not a corporation. Um, that might be two two things. And in a corporation, you can either be a C corporation or an S corp. And so there, we'll talk about that. There could be a difference. But normally, if you're not a corporation, you're probably like a partnership or an LLC. Those are those are kind of some of the choices. So you might remember on some prior podcasts we talked about, you know, on a C corporation. Now they, they they lowered the tax rate from about 35 percent down to 21 percent on a C corporation. So definitely lowered the rate. Um, not still not very many clients of ours are switching back to a C corporation because you still have this double tax, which we don't have time to get into, but we've, we've talked about it in the past. This double tax thing. So C corporation has their own set of rates. They did get lowered. Now if you're if you're other than a C corporation, like an LLC or a partnership, um, S corp. You're taxed at individual tax rates, and it's called a flow-through um, flow-through entity, which basically means the income ends up getting reported on your Form 1040, you know, using the individual rates. So, we wanted to talk primarily today about the difference between an S corporation and a partnership or an LLC that's taxed as a partnership, because of course, Casey, we can't we can't make this too complicated. You can actually be an LLC and be taxed as an S corporation or you can be taxed as a partnership. So an LLC by of itself doesn't really tell you what type of entity you are for tax purposes. So we wanna basically compare being taxed as a partnership versus being taxed as an S corporation. And in general, a lot of the tax is the same because again, you have a capital gains rate, all the all the income flows to your tax return either way. So you might think, well, what's the difference there between an S corp or a partnership? And that's what we wanted to talk about today. So. Probably a long winded introduction, case
0: either. Hey man, we, we got a long time, so don't worry about. It. Um, so, so let's dive in. This. So, tell me the difference between when what should I be a, a limited liability company or when should I be a an escort?
1: So let's start. You know, let's talk about farmland. You know, okay. if we have any that's that's its sole purpose is to own farmland, you know, rent it out maybe to third parties or, or rent it out to ourselves, right? What type of entity do we typically recommend? This will kind of illustrate some of the differences. If you're going to get taxed the same. Income tax is the same. It's our preference, though, is for it to be a partnership, or a lot of times an LLC tax is a partnership. Uh, now, why is that? Well, it's it's really the problem of an S corporation. So, if I put land in an S corporation, and let's say there's two brothers, right, and there's 200 acres total, and a base that you know, this ground was bought a long time ago here in Illinois, so it's only got like two thousand dollars an acre basis, okay? But it's worth you know, ten grand today. And so, this was put in this S corporation a long time ago. And if we want to break up, we want to break up our entity and say, you know what, we don't want to, you know, we've got our own family, right? We're each I'll take my hundred acres, right? And my brother takes his hundred acres, and we, we move on, right? How is that a problem, you might think? Well. It's a very big problem. It's treated as if you sold the land at fair market value. So even though you didn't sell the land, right, I didn't really cash out. I just took the 100 acres that were mine. You're going to have a gain recognized when we kind of liquidate the corporation, the S corporation, even though. So my example, $10,000 value, $2,000 a basis. I'm going to get hit with an $8,000 gain. Now, it's a capital gain. It's a lower tax rate, but it's still a gain, okay? So bottom line is an S corporation kind of, you don't really want to break that up if you have appreciated assets inside of there, right? Okay. Now, versus a partnership, if I had put that land in a partnership a long time ago, it's got $2,000 of basis, $10,000 of value, and we say, you know what, we want to move, go our own way, let's just divide up, you, you know, my brother takes 100 acres, I take 100 acres. There's no gain that's gener- triggered. And now I, I keep that $2,000 basis, right, in my, in my land. And so if I would sell it later, I'd have that $8,000 gain. But by liquidating the partnership, I don't trigger a gain. So that's a very big difference. It's, it's not something you want to think about necessarily. Like if we're just forming this entity, like what about if we break up, right? But it is a consideration. So bottom line is a partnership is the preferred vehicle when you put something like land that has a lot of appreciation in it so most 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 farmland is in a partnership. If you know, in the last say thirty years,
0: right. So, so that's if, if if me and my brother or me and my sister or whoever were were farming together, we'd set that partnership up. But if it was just just me by myself and I had yeah. however many two thousand acres, I'm gonna go out there and do it. What what's yeah. the best avenue in that situation?
1: Okay, good question. You, it's still really for that specific situation, I'm gonna still argue for a partnership because if I have a, let's now switch it to a, an equipment entity, right? You've got all your farm equipment in a partnership. Okay. And well, let's, let's, let's start hard first. If I have all my equipment in an escort, right? And it's worth $2 million, no question about it. It has no debt, so this might be a, an improper, you know, a non-theoretical, a non-practical example. Let's just say there's two million of equipment in there there's no basis in it, because you've wrote it all off, right, Casey, because mm-hmm. you wrote it all off against income, right, so you got no basis left, $2 million, and if you're if you're going to bring another person into that S corporation, say, hey, why don't you buy into my corporation, right, because I want to, you know, kind of gradually get out, what would you be asking for, what would you expect them to pay you, you know, there.
0: are yeah, whatever, whatever percentage that they bought in for that you'd want, you know, whatever the basis for. Up to
1: $2 million, for. right, yeah, yeah. $2 million. makes sense, right? Makes sense, yep. So if it's ten percent, it'd be two hundred grand. If I'm doing math with fly here, okay. Now I'm gonna put my buyer hat on. Okay, if I if I buy 10 percent of your entity, I do not get to depreciate that two hundred thousand dollars that I just paid you,
0: right? Because I'm
1: actually buying the stock in an S corporation. I'm actually not buying the underlying assets. So I so I would rather just buy a two hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment on the side than pay you two hundred grand. Because they don't get to write it off. Uh, big difference. Big deal. Yeah. And the only re- way I get to write it off is when I liquidate. But later on, if I sell out, then I get to write it off against that. But in the meantime, I don't get to write it off. So we really don't even like equipment in an S Corp. If you're planning on transitioning it. Now, if you're just, getting, eventually, if your plan is to totally sell out and somebody buys 100% of the assets of your S Corporation, then the buyer gets to, because they're buying assets now, right? They're going to get to write it off. But if you're, if you have planned to transition it, you know, whether it could be to a son or daughter or just somebody else, it's more tr- problematic to be an S corporation because you're actually buying stock, not buying the assets. If that makes any sense. That
0: no, makes perfect sense. Yeah.
1: Now on a partnership, same exact scenario, $2 million of equipment in a partnership, no basis. I buy, I pay you 200 grand. I, I get to depreciate that 200 grand. Okay. Now you have gain, ordinary gain, but you probably expect that because you wrote it off in the first place. Right. So bottom line, if I'm buying a partnership, it's like I'm buying the underlying assets. I'm buying stock in a partnership, right? Yeah. But it's like I'm buying for tax purposes. It's like I'm buying the underlying assets. If I'm buying stock in an S corporation, I'm just buying stock. I don't get to write it off. So very big differences on like exit events or entrance events. During the middle time, though, just the income, mm-hmm. how, the, how it all flows, all the income would flow to your tax return same but it's very different on entrance and exit.
0: Gotcha, okay. So, so partnership's the way to go then, huh?
1: Well, just for that specific reason, yes. But there's other downsides of partnerships. So, All
0: right. it's but we're just, we're just, okay. today
1: we're just trying to talk about, you know, just this this specific situation. Um, you don't get to write off the purchase price if you're buying assets. All right. So, kind of a problem. Now, if I'm buying land, if I pay for land, I don't actually get to depreciate land, right? So the fact that I don't, if I'm I'm potentially indifferent, I still like land in a partnership, but you know, so number one, if you're buying an S Corp and you're paying for appreciation inside of that S Corp, you know, for equipment or whatever, you're not going to be able to write it off. And so normally what happens is then I'll, I'll, I'll I'll lower my price. I'm not going to pay you as much, right? I'm not going to pay you 200 grand because I don't get to write it off. Maybe I'm only going to pay you 150,000. This is like a negotiation. So that's one of the big differences. Is if I want to break up an S corp is bad, or if I just want to bring in another partner and I don't want to totally get out, they're going to be stuck with just buying my stock and not getting to write off their purchase price. Okay. So
0: makes sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been more beneficial for the the partner you're bringing in to do it that way. I mean, otherwise, you're kind of just yeah. You know, you're really just buying stock, like you said. So yeah, it makes more sense. Right.
1: Now another thing I want to talk about just briefly, and this isn't totally in my wheelhouse, but but uh, on the farm bill, you know, which I know what's well, there's a bill that's passed the House, there's a bill that passed the Senate. The current rules on farm program payment limits are that you you get if you own an S corp and that's the it's your operating farm, right? It's the main operating operator. You get one payment limit because it's an S corp or it's a limited partnership. If you have a general partnership which we haven't even talked about the difference between that. But if I have a general partnership, which is a more traditional way, general partnership, you are actually able to have multiple payment limits depending on the number of owners. That's the current rules. Now, the House bill that's been passed actually allows, like, S-corporations and and LLCs to potentially have more than one payment limit.
0: What do you mean by payment limit? What do you mean? Payment
1: limit is like $125,000 max that you can get, like, on a government-type, you know, Subsidy You know know. So there are some like legal differences that that make like uh, an LLC potentially not as good if you're up against those pain limits Now obviously in recent years, you know haven't been that situation, but you know way prices are trending. You don't know, right? So it's it's another consideration. It's you know, you have tax considerations, but you also have kind of farm bill government subsidy Limitations, and there are a couple different rules. The Senate bill would, I believe, it retains the traditional limitation, or basically, you get like one limit for the active person. So there are some differences uh, between the House and the Senate farm bills right now. So, so that's another consideration that you got to get away. Yeah. So.
0: Wow, that's, uh, it's all good stuff there, man. That's a, a good a good reason for guys to uh, really consult their accountants before they really start yeah. making some big decisions about stuff.
1: You've got to, you know, maybe the one homework assignment is, you know, just, just make sure you know what type of entity you have, or you you might have, you know, different entities, right? I have some stuff in a partnership, some stuff in an S Corp. So we can't, there's different rules. You might hear your, your, you know, your friend, he did this to get out of a situation, but maybe he's got an S Corp or maybe he has a partnership. So you really got to make sure you know what type of entity you have um, to know what your what the tools are in your toolbox and and sometimes you gotta you've got them in multiple entities so you gotta apply different techniques to different different entities so it it gets complicated right on man
0: all right glenn well obviously there's a lot to to know there and a lot to uh, be aware of so if guys want to get a hold of you and talk more about their tax situation or what entity is the best situation for them how would they do that
1: well you can always look me up at twitter at, at glenn Burnbaum or at Heinel Banner here. Our phone number is uh, area code 309 694 4251. Be happy to talk to anybody. So.
0: Um, all right, Glenn. Well, till, uh, till next week, uh, have a good one and we'll talk to you then.
1: Okay. Thanks, Casey.